This is David Funk, and you're listening to Fits of Faith. Garmy, today on the show, we've got the Zambian Zealot, the Gaming Gusto, the Cheetah Walk Warrior, the Honcho of the House Party, the Salton of the Skies, the first black astronaut, the church homie. Our expectations for this pod are as high as he can jump. He's a runner, he's a track star, pastor and preacher. This is Shaddai Malu. This is Fits of Faith. Shaddai, welcome to the pod. Yo, man, I, I, I'm very impressed with that introduction. I feel like I need a rap or something after that. But I, I can't yeah, rap. But honestly, wow, the Zambian Zealot—that got me. That's awesome. I'm yeah, down. Bro, with we're it. here to we're here to gas you up. Garmy, welcome back to another episode of Fits of Faith. I am your host, as always, the Prince of Prayer, Carson Cooper, joined by the O Show himself. It's Theo, Reverend Ryan. Theo, how you doing, big guy? I'm doing great. I'm potting from a car in Arizona with no air conditioning. So if I just stop talking somewhere through the pot, it's because I passed out. Listeners will be like, Carson talks enough for you and himself. So (laughs) it'll be nothing new. Let's just say sauna sessions, different different side of the same coin. Should I, before we go another step forward, bro, I have to ask, was there a name or moniker that stuck out to you as we rifled them off in that glorious intro? A name that stuck out to me and all of that? Yeah. Yeah, the Zambian Zealot, bro. Oh, yeah. Just starting that, off. That that That's my favorite. The Zambian Zealot. He's a runner. He's a track star. How high can he jump? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm down Theo, with it. Theo has lots of, I guess, insider information, and he's got questions to ask you. But should I let us, I digress, longtime listeners of this pod will know that Theo starts things out right and he does what he does. Theo's face is like, <gasps> but Theo, do what you do best, bro. Yeah. Should I, we're going to hit you with the infamous fit check. So the question I have for you is, would you like God to rain down blessings on your life or would you like him to well up something? Meaning, would you like to start your fit check from head to toe or toe to head? Head to toe, bro. Hey, let's go. Okay. All right. All right, let's hear it. Head to toe, like what I'm rocking right now? Yeah, bro, it's right the fit now. check. Okay, the fit check. Right now I got the Culture Kings Seahawks corduroy hat. Hey, it you looks good. Saying? The green let's under go. brim. I just, yeah, I got the green under. Uh, the brand is actually from Australia. So this, when I mm-hmm. ordered it, I didn't know that they were based in Australia. So when I ordered it, it took like just over a week. But shipping Holy was a little crap. bit more expensive. Dang. But it was worth it once I got it. I got an um, yeah, yeah. Essentials shirt right now on, you know, the fog. Someone yeah. got this for me for my birthday. So I was like, hey, bro, thank you. You're the man. Blessings. Um, it was was it Jerry himself? Was it, it Jerry was not, himself? I wish it was. Oh, it was, my, it was yeah. my friend Jobin. Jobin Reed oh, is okay. his name. I, I shout him out because he is, um, he was on staff at Church Home, one of our kids' pastors. And he, I don't think anyone had as much heat on them as far as Ooh. dressing as him. I mean, head to toe, Dang. his outfits were insane. But Dope. he had like a business on the side, which he was dealing with clothes. So oh, he was sick, doing his bro. thing. Then on the Good pants, job, my pants. Yeah, do tell. These are um, from a brand, actually a British brand. My friend was like the creative director for them, and he sent a pair of pants and a shirt to me. And I think it's called, um, let me look it up. Because it is worth, it's worth shouting out. Honestly, guys, this is where you got to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
imagine preaching a message and like you don't remember the the Bible verse that you're using. That would be yeah, but. But all you can say is the Bible says this, and then you just say the scripture, and you don't even have to have the reference, and you're like definitely not lying, right, Theo? Yeah, Theo Check froze it. a little bit. But Le- we're good. Okay, I I found it. Oh, it he- is called um, cold laundry. So they're cold laundry, like pretty cool pants, and I just got some uh, some socks on. But what I was wearing before was some Jordan fours, all white. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Sick. I like Jays. I'm into Jays. Okay, is there a Jordan silhouette that stands out above the rest in your mind? I have two pairs of fours. I have the all blacks, the black cat, and then the all whites. Uh-huh. I like mm. the fours right now. They're really comfortable. They just and they they could kind of go with sweats, jeans, whatever, shorts. I love those. I don't have a pair of fives, but those right now I'm. I have a pair of elevens, but I like the fours a little bit more. Yeah, the fours are definitely a premier pair of Jordans. And if you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna invest in a pair, I definitely recommend grabbing some fours. Theo, what did I just lay my eyes and ears on, bro? That was a complete fit check. Should I longtime listeners of the pod will know that there are three main subjects, and they are as follows Garms. Clothes and shoes. God. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the guys. Carson and Theo exactly what we're thinking bro we are diving deep in the guy segment tonight i've got a deep question and we're just going to go there okay so you've mentioned it before you were born in zambia and grew up there for a certain amount of time you have a unique position as a black man in america with the knowledge of your african heritage now most men of african-american descent in america have no connection to whatever nation they're from in Africa. And I heard in a, uh, maybe it was a message or just like a talk, but that's a part of systematic racism. Let's detach the American black man from his African roots. My question for you is how has that affected your American experience? And is there anything that you've observed that your brothers and sisters here in the U S of a are missing out on when it comes to touching in to the African roots or getting in touch with their African roots? Should I say, Hmm. That's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, I think my first thought is it would be easy for me to to lose touch with my African roots. And I think there was a season where, not that I was embarrassed of it, but that I was, I didn't see the, the total value in it because being mm-hmm. people in Africa, a lot of places in Africa, not everybody, but a lot of people in Africa see uh, coming to America, no pun intended, as like one of the coolest things that you can do if you're from america if you can get to america like that is like it can sometimes be seen as like the pinnacle of of your life and so i think it is so beneficial being able to know where you're really from because knowing where you're from is connected to who you really are and when Mm. you can know who you really are there's just there's power in that there's power in and, and knowing who you are, I think that's one of the the things that can eat someone alive is not knowing who they really are. Um, oh yeah. And so, I, yeah, I, I think it, it's extremely beneficial to to know that. And then there there is a unique experience for African Americans here in America who were brought over, you know, who were taken from mm-hmm. their homes, and um, yeah, that that experience is also very unique, which. Um, new things were found in that and new culture, new, um, identity. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a double edged sword to where, 
um, there's a lot of identity that is rooted here and then also identity beyond that, which is which is back home, you know. Totally. Hmm. Yeah, because for most like white Americans, right, you ask like, oh, what's your family? And I'm like, well, I'm German and English and mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, blah, 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 blah. But what's sad is, you know, you talked to a lot of African-American people here and it, there's no connection. Like, I don't know if my family's from Kenya or Zambia or, you know, uh, the Ivory Coast or wherever. So talk to me somewhat about Zambia and, again, that influence with your family. Is there anything style-wise that you picked up from Zambian culture that's made its way into your, you know, style and fashion today? Mm. Man, that's a great question. I was back in Zambia three years ago, 2018, um, and it was just such an awesome experience. I went by myself. All before that, I was mm-hmm. there with family. Um, I was I was born in London, but be, it was because my mom was doing school there. Um, we were living in Zambia so when I was six months old, moved back to Zambia, lived in Zambia until I was five, moved back to London um, with our family, lived there for four years and moved here when I was like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think as far as like fits and fashion, to be honest, my brother actually has a brand. It's called Odd, Oddwear. My brother and my cousin. Oh, sick. He's not my real cousin, but in Zambia, you know, we we, we say we're cousins, <laughs> but we're really not. Our parents yeah, grew yeah, up together. Awesome. They went to college together. So we've known each other since we were born. But my, my brother Josh and my, my cousin, Wheeler, they started this brand. And um, part of what they started it from was they wanted to bring like Zambian traditional garments and basically modernize it and bring it into like um, basically culture and and almost not, I wouldn't say Americanize it, but like to display it as like a Mm. cool piece of culture. So I don't necessarily have, I do have a few pieces that are like traditional, which are like pretty cool, um, look clean, but like what my brother and my cousin are doing with traditional stuff and modernizing it is, is unbelievable. Like I'm waiting for him to send me some of their newest stuff because it's like, bro that stuff is sick they have like hats it's it's really cool um heaters only yeah aod (laughs) sick theo i would love to get your perspective as well as a you know uh, an international man right born in (laughs) costa rica costa rican i mean what is the aspect or what are the strengths of dipping in and and really tapping into like other cultures and in an honoring way but what are these aspects of like pulling style or looking at this heritage or even because again for like a let's just say like an everyday you know white american like myself grew up in texas it's like oh yeah i'm like my family's like german but we don't do any german things it's not like i'm like right. oh yeah like uh Vlidehosen, right but i loved your input of like being born in in south america and like coming here like has that played a role in your life at all yeah, I mean, obviously it's substantially different because, I mean, my parents were missionaries in Costa Rica. And so, um, you know, I definitely super white and uh, and Ooh, love it. But, um, you know, I think the the cool thing about at least or I'd say especially in, in Latin America is the connection to, to family. And kind of like what should I was saying of like you got like, you know, however, however many cousins like it's very similar in uh, in Central and South America is that like, you know, you're raised in a lot of senses by the whole area that you're in. Um, and so I think for me, like the biggest pickup or the thing that like always connects me back, um, to Costa Rica and the time that we lived there would just be the fact that there is like this, uh, this family that I know I always have, um, there in Costa Rica. 
And it's always reminded me the importance of the role that family plays, where I think sometimes, especially for, for friends of mine that, that have just grown up in the States, maybe it's easier to move away or, or do different That's stuff dope. like I that. Love but it. that well, family role is super, on, super know, elevated. From family um, and I know that definitely comes from, from my time there. Moving on from some family ties, should I, bro? We hit it in the intro, dude. You're a runner, you're a track star. I believe at one point you were on the Zambian national team for track for youth or something. Yeah. So when I was 19, I went to the World Juniors, which was basically the World Championships for athletes under 20. And I ran the 400 meter dash. I didn't do too well because I was hurt, but it was still like mm. such an incredible experience being there. Um, meeting people from all around the world who were insane athletes. A lot of people that were there went to the Olympics the next um, the next year because that was 2014. So in two years, they ended up going to the Olympics. And then this year, um, someone who I raced against there um, was like third in the 400-meter dash. Like we, oh, we, sick. I raced against, like So a lot of people who were there have like really committed to the grind, to the game. Yeah. And like, where for me, it's just, I haven't done that. I did get a call last September. They wanted to put together hey, for the a Olympics? four by 400 meter dash. Dang, team, bro, let's go. We got team. an athlete. And um, I was going to do it. They wanted to qualify. Yes, they wanted <laughs> to try and qualify. I was going to be this. I was going to be the slowest one on the squad. So they were like, hey, if you can just do this, then we'll yes. be fine. But like literally a month later, we get pregnant and just some things end up happening. So I wasn't going to be able to, to make it happen. But um, yeah. we'll see what happens in the future. If, if I ever try taking up running again, I'm still pretty young and I'm still pretty fast. Like I coach track at a local high school here in uh, yeah. Washington. And so. Man, who knows, man, if, if I would ever take it up again, but potentially. Are you, like, in competing shape right now? Like, is running and training a part of your everyday lifestyle at the moment? No, it's it's not, but I'm in good enough shape to wear, and I'm still young, that if I took months to, to, to get back, mm -hmm. I would I would be fine. That's I, awesome. I would get back to where I was potentially even faster. But I love knows? that. I have a, I, here's the thing. I got no. Here's the thing. So I uh, knew Shaddai like a little bit from a distance. So I went to college to close to church home. Um, but one of my first like actual like oh, okay, I know who Shaddai is now was actually over Snapchat. There was this video circulating of this man dunking over someone, and I think it was a staff intern basketball game. Is that right? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. man. So, dude, when this guy, when like training shape, this guy's a super athlete. Yeah, let's so, go. Um, I think, yeah, I think like at the end of the day, man, you could train for a couple weeks and you're like, hey, I'm ready to go. Dude, let's do this thing. I, I appreciate <laughs> the, I appreciate the faith, bro. I, I received that. I received that. Yes. <laughs> With that being said, again, staying on the track, the fits of faith, was there any um, uniforms during the Olympics that you saw? Maybe you're watching track, maybe you're not. Uniforms that you saw were like, yo, those are those are clean. Dude, I love the um there's actually I love that you brought this up. There is actually an Instagram page which ranked all the best Olympic oh, um, like team outfits. Oh dope. We gotta and find this. I I think the winner was like um I know Ghana was up there. Cool. Um 
just a lot of African countries were were near the top. Mm-hmm. USA was actually near the bottom because it's so like their stuff is so basic. Yeah, Ralph, and this isn't yeah. just like the uniform, but this is like during when the teams walked out, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. who had the best outfits during like you know the pat the torch section, and so mm. um, Zambia looked pretty dope. Hey. They had some cool stuff. I really like the uh, what what. Um, I like Uganda's alf Uganda's track uniforms. They're like a bright, not like really like a bright, they're like a almost like a burnt bright orange, and they're really dope. They're Nike. They're, they're really cool. As a runner and athlete, and clearly someone who's interested in style, how much of a hurdle, no pun intended, right, is it to overcome <laughs> not feeling confident in your uniform? So something mm-hmm. like. You didn't have to pick. You didn't pick it, and you're like, "This uniform is trash." Does that play into your ability to perform on the track, or is it of no consequence to the real athletes? Dude, it, it's a double-edged sword, man. I know I keep saying that word, but one thing, looking good in track definitely feels like it makes you feel good. Hey, it yeah. makes you more. It makes you a little bit more confident. But sometimes there are people who like are really focused on the look that they forget like, mm. man, I, I really need to perform well. So I think mm. maybe there, there's probably times in my career where I was like caught up in how I looked. And like, mm. as a result, I didn't perform the way I wanted to. But then there's other times when it's like, maybe I was like late for a race. Like it happened in high school. I remember I was late for a race cause I was like in the bathroom <laughs> and <laughs> I literally didn't get to warm up and I had to go run the 400 which was a nightmare. Okay. So I was running on like just uh, just pure adrenaline and I ended up PRing. Whoa. And oh. I didn't have time to think about like how I looked. And even in college, there's moments, moments where like, oh, I guess I don't really look too good. I guess really all it is, all I really have now is like t- to go out there and like perform. So yeah. sometimes looking good can sometimes get in the way. Ooh, come on. <laughs> That's a word. Speaking of which, you've got a chance to travel and preach again. Shout out to Arizona. I know you're out there with, with our people. How much um, thought is going into the preaching fit? Are you picking um, go-to fits every time you kind of travel? Or do you have an archetype of the fit that you're swapping pieces in and out of? That's a great, yeah, definitely swapping pieces in and out of. Um, a lot of times it's kind of like, okay, I just I'll bring a lot of options, but... Mm-hmm. I can I can make a decision in like ten minutes. Like mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna do this. Okay, yeah. I'll wear this this day. I don't really plan it out. Um, what I love to do is definitely plan. It. The one thing I do plan out is like what I'm gonna wear on the airplane because I oh, like something yeah. that's comfortable. Yes. <laughs> you got like going to Arizona for example. It's 115 yeah, in Phoenix, yeah. so yeah. I gotta like plan what I'm gonna wear. Like, but it, then you leaving Seattle and it's cold. Like. Right. That right there is an issue. Talk about a double-edged so, sword, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about getting sliced both ways. Absolutely. Is there so, like a, a preaching piece that you've stumbled across that you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of always gravitate towards this because I feel really good in it right now, whether that be kicks or hmm. pants or, you know, maybe it's a jacket. Because that's a thing, Theo. A jacket can, like, just elevate any it's like you can just wear a t-shirt and then it's like oh yeah this look at this jacket and that takes it there so is there any piece should i that you're finding like yeah yeah i'm into this i'm into this yeah it's definitely uh these pair of pants from um well they're not really pants they're like i don't even know how to explain it they're like they're not sweats they're definitely more of like a 
not necessarily an MC Hammer pant, but they're like a um dude, I don't know how to explain it, but they're like a slim fit type of okay. like really soft material with like waves in it. Um black, slim, very British vibe. I like these because they're super comfortable, but they look really good. Like I could wear cool. I could I could dress it up. But also there's a I have this MBA jacket. It's like oh, a dope. white MBA jacket. It's really cool. It's big. It's a puffer. And it's got like black edging, MBA logo, like big on like the, the right chest. I love that jacket. That's one of my That's favorite, it. especially in the wintertime. Like if I'm doing something, I'm you're going to see me in that. And I don't wear it very much unless it's like, man, this is this is, this is a worth worthwhile to wear to wear to the sub-zero temps i'm curious okay and if you haven't caught on yet shaddai is on the youth team at church home there in seattle um pastored by you know another than pastor judah smith and pastor judah man has got fits like he's got fits mm-hmm. and they're just so again we we Theo, what do we do? We don't crap on them. We don't hate on them. But we, we are helping the everyday youth pastor just go beyond, right? And I think Pastor Judah has tapped into like this just style river that's just so it looks good on him. It doesn't look like he's trying to dress young, but it's like it's stuff you've just never seen. So I'm curious. Obviously, I'm sure, again, the leadership's there. He disciples you in, in many other ways. But is he is it ever trickled out of the fits? Is he ever like, should I, you know, look, the glasses need to be bigger? Like, what are we thinking? Like, Damn. he's like, Jesus is swag or what, you know? <laughs> Judah's amazing. Judah, the main thing he would do is just compliment you. Like, hey, if, if he likes what you're wearing or if you like what he's wearing, he's going to compliment you. He's going to compliment you or he'll give you whatever you like of his. Like, that's why you got to be careful around him. If you're like, Hey, I like that. Cause he, he will take it off and, and hand it right to you. Oh, that's sick, man. <laughs> Except he's got a few things, which he's been gifted, which he, 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 he won't give. He'll keep like his, yeah. some of his, uh, it just core pieces. But, um, no, I think, yeah, no, he's, he's, I don't know if you saw his interview. He had an interview recently with Michael Porter Jr. where he talked about uh, preachers and sneakers and their mm-hmm. view on fashion and all of that. And and Judas said something which really stuck out to me. He said, um, if my clothes are getting in the way of someone hearing the gospel or responding to the gospel, like how easy is it for me to change what I'm wearing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just talked about how now I actually talked to someone yesterday who um, I think they're like a church member or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But Judah talked about how he's like been like shopping a lot on Amazon uh, essentials. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine was like, yeah, like I'm not going to lie. Like when Judah said that he's been doing like Amazon essentials, like I started looking on Amazon essentials. Yeah, and yeah. like I got like two shirts for like $12. Like they started going down the line of like how Amazon essentials is like their thing now. I just thought mm-hmm. it was funny. Like, you know, it's such a true thing, man. Just with with clothes, I I just really agree with this statement. Like, man, some things are just so easy to just change. Like, if totally. someone, like, if it's get, even if it's, even if you're right, like, even mm-hmm. if you were gifted those clothes, whatever it is, like, it's an easy thing to shift. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we we're constantly talking about this paradigm and the aspect of you know, like, because even to your point, like, 
it's so interesting that we default to anything nice as a gift, right? Like that's the only that's the only way I'm allowed to own anything is because it was <laughs> gifted. But that's not right, right either. But you bring up a great point, and, and we always cite the scripture where um, you know Jesus says, "You know, don't worry about what you wear. Don't want, worry about mm. what you eat." Um, and it's exactly that. Like, do not worry. Like, if if the if the mm. pieces of fabric you're putting on your body are causing anxiety and fear and worry, then there is a problem. But he doesn't say don't enjoy it or like don't have fun. He also says don't mm -hmm. worry about what you eat, which also means like don't you're not not allowed to eat good food like you can eat good food you can enjoy it but it's like again it's the worry it's the fear it's the lack of trust in him and so we submit everything to jesus right theo even the fits yes lay him down at the throne i know but i mean i mean we're joking <laughs> but it's also real like your concern garmi of how you're have you appear or am i going to curate the fit enough so that they know that i run track and i game right like how are they gonna no, you're worrying. Just like dress right. how you dress how you want. And to Shaddai's point, like, man, mm. if it if it is causing someone to stumble, right? Even if you're wrong, like we can take we can take the low road at the time, and then open up that bridge, and then you can disciple them, and then you can say, hey, listen. If it's a faith, you'll realize it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I love that, Dude, bro. Speaking of clothes being a big deal, we're now going to transition to our second segment of the pod, which is the Garms, where we get into the nitty gritty and the meat and potatoes mm. of the brands and styles you are rocking. So should I, what mm -hmm. are some brands and styles you find yourself rocking and shocking at the current moment? Dude, I, I'll just be honest. I think once COVID hit, I, I sold some of my, some of my clothes. I had common projects. I sold those. I had the Converse CDGs, mm. sold those. Good choice. I I just started selling a couple things, which I realized I was wearing to almost like look a certain way, mm. especially <laughs> on our like church stages. I wanted to have this look, uh, which was kind of like a pastor look because I saw other people doing it. Totally. Mm -hmm. And I realized I'm like, man, first of all, I'm not white. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. And I'm not saying that if you're black, you can't wear common projects. I'm just saying where I was seeing it and what I was trying to emulate. For sure. And so I I started wearing Jordans, man. I, I, I started, I sold those. I, I started buying Jordan stuff. Someone gave me a pair of, they saw me wearing my black um uh, black cat fours and they're like hey i got a pair of i think they're like the white steel fours mm -hmm. and he, he's like you can have them and i'm like what so i got those and then i got the the 11s i think they're the um i forget the name but they're they're the newer 11s they're black and white got those for christmas <laughs> and also just been trying to like get more jordan shirts jordan like you know things to wear to the gym I don't know, man. That that Jordan, as far as my shoes, that's that's really what you're seeing mm -hmm. me wearing right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also wearing Goodman brand. I had their, hey. their they look like Common Projects. They they look just like them, but they are not. It's it's Russell Wilson's brand. Oh, okay, that's sick. yeah. And they're Italian leather. They're they're great. Did he just pass them and down even, to you like through the pew. Like <laughs> he's just like here you go, should I like and just like pass these to should I. 
man, I wish. Down I, the wish pew. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> that would be so funny. But I, I'm, I got a pair of all black. Like they look like commons. I wear those. And then as far as clothes, I'm like, dude, what am I wearing? Oh my gosh, one of my favorite shirts right now. I actually just did a message in it. We we were recording in LA for one of our our, our youth, like just some youth content, and it's a shirt I found from Walmart. Hey, what? So hey, do tell. Two of the shirts, two of my shirts that I get the most compliments from, are from Walmart, and they're like summer style T-shirts. And if uh, honestly, I'll, I'll send you guys like a picture of of me preaching in it or doing the message Dang. in it. Because, dude, it was ten dollars. I think it was like twelve dollars, and it's my favorite shirt right now. It's from Walmart, bro. Wow. They got they got low key finds there. Let's go. Is that always the thing with Walmart? Is that's where you can find guys your discount like workwear. Like you can find your Dickies. Mm-hmm. You can find like some Carhartt. You can find some of those things. But I think to Shadai's point as well, sometimes we have to depart from our love of a brand and just look at the basic. Like, is it a good basic? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, again, this is me, Theo, of course. It's my podcast. It's yours too. (laughs) But I'm not wearing graphic tees typically. That's not what I'm doing. But it's like, I'm not above Mm -hmm. like a black, white, gray, blue shirt. And it's like, if Walmart has a ball and basic, like, who cares what the brand is? Like, if that fits good and then that price is nice too, so again, Wally World has got some sleepers. So describe this shirt again. You're this is a whole new avenue and lane to the Garmy. We've never promoted shopping at Walmart. So like, Dude. describe the shirt that uh, won you over to Sam Walton's dynasty. <laughs> I I have a a picture of it. Let me pull it up because I love it. I'd rather you guys just also just see it, so you know you can kind of have an idea of like what it is okay dope okay he's like this is me in a music video with the shirt yeah (laughs) oh yo oh it's like a button up right it's not a t-shirt right yeah yes it is uh bro that shirt is sick bro it's a button up i don't know why i said shirt whatever but both I have two button ups from there and they're they're fire. Dang, Wally Sick. World smacking. I think I'm as you're it. talking about I think as you're talking about this, and we've we've kind of covered this in, in some other episodes, but there seems like you have a pretty good idea of like this is who Shaddai is when it comes to clothes shopping. And so mm. brands out the window, I know what I'm looking for, I know what fits good on me, feels good on me, and so I have like a, a pretty good idea of some of the stuff that I'm like looking for regardless of where it comes from absolutely that that is so real like man it's crazy you don't think about this too often but like be who you are and what you're wearing i look i was looking back the other day at my instagram i was scrolling down and i was looking at my facebook Same. and looking at what i was wearing in, in college like i had just recently gotten really involved in like church and like the new almost like the new style of church where people try and like dress really nice and all of that yeah i just was looking at some of the pictures and like the, the cow the boots I was wearing the jeans the cow yeah just I'm like what was I doing like yeah you were you were you were into the really long tees that is true I I had some some really long t-shirts 
I look back and it's just embarrassing. I actually won best dressed in my school and high school. <laughs> Yeah. And the the shirt I was wearing for best dress picture was an a bright orange long sleeve V-neck and I had a white shirt underneath. Hey. Yo, that's a statement right that's there. That's amazing. <laughs> I think it's especially for somebody like you again just citing that long tee, that pillowcase tee as I were, you know, the body pillow. Like you <laughs> you're spending so much intentional time working on your body as an athlete and we had a conversation with a friend of the pod who just lost like 50 to 60 pounds a shout out peter reeves coming on the Dang. pod too um you did all this work on what goes into your body and around your body but then you're still putting like garbage on it right like <laughs> so then there's this idea of like if you're gonna take all this intention of how you're like fueling your body and curating it then you need to pick some garms that will then complement your physique so like even in i think now when you take a look at your posts like your your pants are a little tapered or slimmer because you're a slimmer dude but like the shirts have a better fit to them again it's not like a pillowcase thing that just gets rid of your entire silhouette and so there's an aspect of playing to it was there a point where you turned mm -hmm. the corner to that of like okay i'm not just super baggy and everything's covered up or like you know or it's super skin tight that you really started leaning into the complementary garms to the physique i love that yeah i think i think right now i'm probably in a place where i'm like like my shirt size i, I wear extra large larges don't fit my shoulders well mm. Cause I have more broader shoulders. They sit well, large, extra large hoodie. Um, yeah, man, I, I definitely do fit is so important. It really is. And I was even just thinking out oh, today I've wore out, you know, during work meetings and all of that, like you do have to like, it is important the way you look. There was one thing that my, I remember my dad telling me when I first became when I, when I had just gotten my job as a youth pastor four years ago, and I before my job, I, I had been out of college for a year, and I didn't have very much money, let's just say it that way, and I hadn't gotten new clothes mm -hmm. in a while. Mm -hmm. I remember my dad telling me, like, hey, I think you should get some new clothes in your closet because it's important the way you look with the job that you're now doing. And I remember just being like, man, that's so true. I think even for me, just being frank, being black, I do have to work at a predominantly white church. Mm -hmm. I do have to work a little bit harder to to be a little bit more presentable. I'm just going to totally. be honest. like, Bro, yeah, we talk about who, this all the time on the pod. Yeah, so we're there. Yeah, there are people who just probably have and can have just assumptions about a black person looks a certain way dresses a certain way based on what they've seen what they've experienced and so not that i'm afraid of like being labeled in anything like that but it is i do have to be conscious of like man okay with my job i do have to work a little bit harder to be mm -hmm. taken taken serious sometimes yeah for sure and those environments play a big part in how we dress you know, both both how conservative we are, but also how bold we're allowed to get. In my current position, guys, I work in the corporate world now, and I do customer-facing sales. So I'm on video uh, telling stories and connecting, you know, changing the world, rehumanizing the planet. Um, should I, that the product I sent you, the video, that's who I work for. Um, so 
I'm forward facing to mm. customers. So sometimes I can't be as like fashiony as I want, right? Like I want to wear like a little mm. bandana around the neck and neckerchief, whatever, and a cowboy hat. <laughs> and oh, this fit hits in the streets or, you know, on the gram. But as I'm being forward facing with customers, that doesn't give a business professional, you know, mm -hmm. persona. So that environment's a big, it, it, it's a big deal. Theo, thoughts on the environment? Because you have classically, Theo, just gotten flamed, scorched. Um, just torn apart by your environments yet you've been pressing an envelope but i think you've kind of learned and found a nice happy medium that environment playing into the personal style for sure and i think it goes back to the conversation of when you're confident um you can push that envelope just a tad um mm -hmm. in some of those spaces and feel like okay i back the fit and i feel good um now i think there's certain days when it's like bro today's not the day for me to pull out the crazy like whatever shirt because i'm i don't want the conversation to happen i'm just gonna go nice and simple mm -hmm. but um yeah that's definitely a big factor for sure Speaking of the biggest factor, the biggest of them all, we're going to now transition to our third and final segment of the Pod Shaddai, which is God, Let's where we go. give you the stage to be a youth pastor, bro, and you go off on the big man upstairs. So but with no further ado, should I go off on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? Let's go. Man, <laughs> thanks for, first of all, um, I, I despise getting into a space where I like try and be preachy. Mm. Mm. I yesterday we had uh Judah preached at church and we had a, Amanda Cook leading worship. Ooh. It was really fire and she said something which was so powerful. She said right before she was gonna go into the song Great Are You Lord, she said mm. you know, before I speak prophetically that God was with you when you were in those lonely places and she was like now based on the experience like i know that to be true like i know it's mm. true mm. and i think sometimes we don't really truly know who god really really is we can prophetically speak it or just and she was basically saying and, and saying it prophetically she was just believing it to be true about you know who god says he is and for me, there's been areas in my life where in the past it was like, I believe God to be a healer. I believe God to be who he says he is. But I hadn't really been through anything that demanded me to experience it. Mm -hmm. And in this last season with my son, who was um, at 17 weeks, we went for a, a routine ultrasound and we went home and we came back. Or went home, got a call from the doctor the next day and said, hey, we need you guys to come back in because we have a um, one of your tests, talking talking to my wife, the, the protein in her blood came back high, which is like an indicator for some sort of like a neural tube defect. And we're like, what the heck? Mm. What might be going on? We're praying, we're getting scared. So we go in like, and they weren't able to get us in for like a couple of days. So that was a nightmare. Um, just knowing that information and not knowing what was actually going on. So we went back and met with the genetic counselor and she's like, hey, um, you guys only have basically what they were thinking it could have been with spina bifida. And they were like, based on these tests, you guys still only have a 4% chance of this being there. Wow. So the genetic counselor was like, don't worry, like you guys should be good. And we go in there, get the ultrasound, it takes like an hour because I mean, they're doing every single check. And afterwards, ultrasound technician leaves, doctor comes in and 
he's like um just you know talking to us about the gender the whole thing and and um she was like well do you guys have you guys heard of spina bifida and we're like yeah kind of she's like and he's like well that's what your son has oh my gosh wow and that's how he broke the news to us Mm. and uh I remember sitting down just being devastated and I just stood up. Like I just remember standing up like hands behind my head, like mm. just in disbelief. Wow. My wife didn't yeah. say a word the rest of the time where he's explaining like, Hey, your son will probably never walk. He'll probably mm. have like cognitive delay. He'll probably need 80% chance. He'll need like a brain shunt, all of these things. He just mm. starts rattling them off. And we're like, just devastated and immediately Mm -hmm. my wife tells me today that one of the things I said to him as I was asking questions was I was like um I basically told him like hey thanks for letting us know but all the things that you said about my son like nah we don't we don't receive that like we don't receive that and that was just my natural response because of the God who I'd heard about that Mm -hmm. he is a healer yeah. That he he that his report is greater than the doctor's report, and that all of a sudden it became real. Hmm. And fast forward to today, my son's doing so amazing. He had to go through surgery in the womb, which was crazy. We had to move to Houston for four months. Oh wow! And that wow. was a nightmare in and of itself. Um, he was born five and a half weeks early, and dude, this the journey has still been wild. I mean, he has, still has to go every three months to get, make sure everything's good, but. Um, they told us that after the surgery that he was one of the best results they've ever seen. Wow. Amen. Wow. That's awesome. And, oh, you better believe, like, my son is healed. Come on. That's simple. And, man, God is who he says he is. And yeah. I don't even just say that because of what he did to my son. My brother in the midst of this died because the cancer mm. that had attacked his body, oh, man. the side effects got to him. So the day that we found out we qualified for the surgery in the womb was the day my brother died. Wow. And so, and the last thing I'll say is my my sister had a dream literally right after he passed away. And she was like asking God, like, who took him? Who who took my brother? And God responded, Jehovah Rapha. Hmm. My sister didn't know what that meant at the time. So she looks it up when she, you know, looks it up on Google and it meant... God, our healer. Hmm. And we believe like, yeah, you know, obviously we wish my brother was here. But man, the healer came and got him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so just just my experience with Jesus in the last year and a half has totally transformed. Wow. Um, to just really having to lead on who he really is, man. Wow. Dude, that yeah. is beautifully said. I got chills right now as we're potting with the guys, dude. Beautifully said, man. Thank you for uh, being vulnerable, opening yourself up, telling us about your experience. Yeah. And, and we're praying for your little man, too. And, and we believe life. We, we had some similar experiences with getting reports in the womb and as soon as he was mm. born and newborn testing. But same thing, man, just believing for, for healing and, and wholeness and, mm. and had our community pray. And, and our boys are doing awesome and great and so much wow. stuff. So the, the devil is a liar, but God, but God's out here. So should I thank you so much mm. for, for sharing that with us right now, bro. Dude, you've absolutely killed all three segments. But before we get you out of here, bro, we have to hit on the post-tithe pickup. 
aka the PTP, meaning after you gave your 10% to the good Lord, what was the last item, clothing or otherwise, that you picked up that you're stoked on? And then what's the next item you have your sight set on ready to pull that trigger? Dude, that's amazing. The yes. last item I picked up. Whew. I got... If you want me to be really honest, I'll be honest. I'm in a basketball league right now. Okay. And it's okay. with it's basically like one one league behind down from like the pro am. So it's still a bunch of pros and college athletes that play division Sick. one pro. I'm like the only guy who's not because I have a friend who's on the, who's in the league and I also I like sent in film of me playing, so let me in. So I ordered like this custom jersey that I can have in this game. Oh dope. Okay. In our like playoffs. And so I'm super pumped to wear this we have a game thursday playoffs start next next week this league is like kind of my life right now i need to go to the gym after this because let's go i gotta get some shots up my next item that i'm gonna pick up has got to be um some sort of dope winter jacket because the second october hits here in seattle it's gonna get cold but right now you can get the deals from different places okay and um that's gonna be one thing for sure, and 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 maybe a pair of shoes, another hey. pair of J's. Okay, is that well? Then of course we have to ask: Is there any jacket that's on that's bubbling on the surface, or kicks that you have your eyes set on, or is it just those? I main know tenets? the kicks. The okay, kicks do tell. Are actually, the kicks are actually some golf shoes. They're Jordan Five. Okay, golf yeah. shoes, bro. I saw those um, on Friday. Uh, one of my coworkers was wearing them. They were like a grape five. They weren't exactly the grapes, but they were like a purple five golf shoe dude they're insane they're heaters so, bro you I'm, and pastor judah out on those. the links what was that i said you and pastor judah out on the links yeah we we golfed last week he was giving me some lessons he's he's a great golfer amazing i played my best round with him because he he, he tells me what you to better. do and it works dude let's go i love it man speaking of what works jedi you absolutely killed all three segments of the pod so there is nothing left to do but to roll out the red carpet for you my guy tell the people at home where they can find you and anything cool you got going on let's go i appreciate you um on instagram you can find me on there first and last name Shadai. Melu, I, I think it's just, I think it's just one word. Let me let me make sure that's actually answered. I can I can it confirm. Is, yeah, yeah we'll I, we'll link it yeah, in the show notes as well. And then also, um, our our youth is Church Home Youth, and we're we're doing our thing, man. I, I recently my my role shifted a little bit to to now kind of oversee our youth, which is super exciting. Oh, that's so awesome, man. We're doing new things, man. And, there's anyone that is interested in, in, in applying, we're probably going to be hiring a youth pastor pretty soon for our um, our Los Angeles location. So that's going to be dropping pretty soon. Hey, this is unbeatable recon, guys, specifically for the Garmy. Guys, we're hitting you with this. We're trying to get you hired. Yes, sir. Not fired. Elevated. We love it, dude. Man, should I thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro? You absolutely killed it. Hope you had a good time. And Garmi, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for rocking with us. Please get in touch with Shaddai. Hit him up. Support his brother's brand. We'll link it all down in the show notes. And of course, check out the blog post 
tomorrow after this episode is posted at fitsofhate.com. Garmi, we thank you for rocking with us. And as always, 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 I leave you with this. It's blessings over stressings. Peace. Peace. Appreciate you guys. Die. Hello, everybody. Oh.